Today, I'm gonna to be giving you my top 30 travel hacks that entrepreneurs should be using that allow you to get things like $10,000 Maldives stay for free. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Are you an agency enterprise level seller or an eight or nine figure seller and need advanced analytics, Market Tracker 360 might be the product for you. To get a demo of Market Tracker 360, go to h10.me forward slash MT360. That's h10.me forward slash MT360. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show. That's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And something that is a serious strategy for serious sellers is travel hacking. I think as entrepreneurs, especially those of you who are e-commerce, you know, which is what this podcast is all about, is you guys are are somewhat uniquely um, able to just travel the world, you know, and you can run your Amazon or Walmart business from anywhere. And so I want to talk a little bit about the things that allow me to kind of like live beyond my means. Uh, you know, maybe sometimes you think, oh, Bradley must be independently wealthy because look at him going to the Maldives and Pakistan and all these cr- uh, countries all the time. And I know Helium 10's not paying for him to go to the Maldives, which is true. Helium 10's not. How does Bradley afford it? So um, I'm going to give you guys some of my best travel hacks that you entrepreneurs can use. And that's actually why those of you watch on YouTube, you see I'm using a green screen today. I'm using my Maldives uh, backdrop of where I filmed one of my recent episodes. But anyways, let's go ahead and hop right into it. All right, the first thing I wanna talk about is the uh, founder's card. Now the founder's card, uh, I think Tim is the one who first uh, turned me on to this. It, it costs like $500 a year, but you get like tons of benefits, all right? So so some of the ones that I've done is like, I did a status match once for United Air. Now what happens with founder's card is they have United Air, sometimes American, Singapore Air, et cetera, where you can like get a fast track to get status. And status guys is super important. I'm gonna talk a little bit about United Air status in a little bit, but also this website gives you like, you know, 20% off, uh, you know, Caesar's Palace and and all these all these things that overall save you way, way more money than you pay each year. You know, I save on my rental cars. I save on about five different airlines one by one. Uh, I save on hotels. You know, it gives you status match sometimes or status competitions to get status on Hilton. That's how I originally got my my Hilton diamond status. Uh, so guys, check out founderscard.com. Uh, Definitely take a look to see if, you know, the different things that are available there are worth it for you. But I have used this for to get thousands and thousands of dollars of benefits. Next thing I want to talk about is global entry. All right. So anybody who is traveling, you know, either domestically or internationally, I would suggest getting global entry. And the reason is, first of all, global entry also includes TSA pre-check. All right. So most of you guys know what, what TSA uh, pre-check is. Uh, it's where you can kind of like skip ahead of the line when you are in airports uh, and you don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take off your belt. You don't have to take off your jacket. Uh, you can keep your laptop in the bag. I mean, that by itself is worth a lot for me. I mean, when you guys are going through airports, you know, you don't want to have to take off your shoes and you got to take out your laptop and your iPad and this and that. You don't have to do a TSA. Now, global entry it includes that but there's some extra bonuses too. Like, like when I come back from out of the country or from a cruise or something like that, I just put like my eyeballs on this one machine uh, coming in, 
I don't have to show my passport. I don't have to do anything. It's like seconds. I, I get uh, I get approved and, and I can go through I can go through customs that way coming back into the country. In addition, for those of you who live near a border crossing in the United States, like I live near Tijuana border crossing here near San Diego. Yeah, it's a long, long line to get across the border if you're walking like maybe an hour, two hours sometimes. With global entry, I go to the very front of the line and just go right through. It takes me like a few minutes only depending on who else has that. So global entry, guys, if you want to uh, look into applying for that, cbp.gov is where you can apply for that. And a lot of actual credit cards sometimes allow you to apply for that for free. Like, like they'll, if they notice a charge from what it costs to get that, they'll reimburse you. And so it's really kind of uh, free to do it. You have to go through an interview at one of these locations and then you're kind of like set. Another thing that I want you guys to, to think about is clear. All right, clear is what I have in addition to my global entry. And this allows me to like double skip the lines at airports. So clear is a separate service. And you guys have probably seen this domestically in the United States at airports where you can go through the clear line. And again, you don't have to take out anything. You just put your eyeballs in this thing. And then what they do is they walk you right through the TSA line. So if you have TSA or global entry plus clear, you just walk across the security in minutes. And this is sometimes when there's like an hour long wait for security. And then you get to go ahead with TSA probably anyways, if you only had TSA or, or global entry, but sometimes that might take a good 10, 15 minutes. Cause now a lot more people have TSA, but once you have clear, you just like skip ahead. All those people, they hand walk you up there. One of the best investments I've made guys get uh, clear. You can get more information on that on clearme.com. Now let's talk about kind of like the meat and potatoes here of one of the biggest things and that's credit cards, all right? So the first thing is Chase Sapphire credit cards. Uh, I have both the Chase Sapphire Preferred and Chase Sapphire Reserve. Now I think the, the Chase, Chase Sapphire Reserve might not be available anymore. Now at the time, like I didn't have great credit so I actually just like piggybacked on one of my dad's uh, accounts I, or I use his credit <laughs> in order to get it in my name. You know, you could do that too. If you have a family member who has better credit than you, just get it in their name and then, you know, just get cards that are in your name that are like sub accounts where they don't care really too much about your credit. That's what I had to do. But there are just tons of benefits uh, of, of Chase Sapphire. Now, one of the things I like about it, it's not necessarily tied to a specific airline. So example, you know, you, you think, you, hey, I, I always use United or I use American. Let, let me just use those credit cards. And that's cool. You know, you can do that. But then you're kind of like locked in to only using those airlines, right? For, for the benefits, the miles only apply there. Sometimes they'll allow you to transfer miles from here and there, but, but usually not right. But with Chase Sapphire, um, it just gives you points. Now you can use these points as money for a lot of things. Like for example, right now I've got, uh, I just used a whole bunch of points. So I only have like 70,000 points in my one account and it's equivalent to $1,031 of travel. So I go into their, their, their travel thing, which is uh, run by Expedia, actually. And then let's say I, I, I want to book a flight on Emirates Airlines to, to Dubai, or I want to book a flight on United Airlines to Paris, France, right? The prices come up in dollars, just like it would the same price that you would if you're using Expedia or Google Flights or anything. It'll be like $800. But then I use my, my Chase Sapphire points as money. All right, so it doesn't matter if I have status with those airlines or if my points are in that airlines, I actually use it in that Chase app as money. 
All right, so it's really cool. And the, the cool thing about this is if you're trying to get status on those airlines, it counts as a regular cash purchase. Those of you who use points uh, on airline to redeem, like I have United Air, right? So I have like 150,000 United Air points. That could probably get me a couple round trip tickets, right? But if I use points, a United Air points, mileage plus points, in order to, to redeem a flight, like I don't, accumulate points. It doesn't even count kind of like towards my points, like for future. But if I actually use my chase points to purchase this, I'm still technically getting it for free, right? This flight, but it's as if I paid full price for it and I get, I get, I get a credit for that. So it's really cool. In addition, like, let's say that I, I'm close to getting a, a, a free upgrade or something like that actually on one of the airlines, I can transfer those points on a one-to-one -one basis to those airlines or hotel points. Like, let's say uh, I have got Emirates and I've got my own Emirates points and I need 90,000 points to upgrade and I've got 83,000 points in my Emirates account. I can go and transfer instantly 7,000 points for my Chase Sapphire card and I'll put it to my Emirates and it'll show up in my Emirates and now I can go ahead and upgrade using that full 90,000 points. So super cool guys for the points way of doing things on Chase Sapphire. Now, the other thing that you get benefit on Chase Sapphire is um, they have like these partnerships. So you really gotta you know, make sure that you follow. Like for example, I, I connected my Chase, Chase Sapphire to my Lyft. So Lyft, I get uh, 5X points on any Lyft rides plus a discount. Uh, that's exclusive to Chase Sapphire members. Uh, DoorDash. Uh, I've actually just recently deleted DoorDash because it's it's one of the reasons for my big weight gain. So it's too simple, too too terrible. You get like uh, 10x points, I believe, on DoorDash, and you get like the automatic door. I forgot what it's called, like DoorDash Plus or something like that, where it's free delivery um, if it's over twelve dollars and this and that. So you get you get a lot of extra benefits, and like I said. Usually you'll get some free benefits like a priority pass membership, which you know I'll talk about a little bit later, or they'll reimburse you um, for travel. Like you get up to five hundred dollars, where they'll reimburse you uh, for that, uh, which covers kind of like your yearly fee, or actually towards like um like a, you know a TSA pre-check or global entry or things like that. It's actually five hundred and fifty dollars, uh, I believe, um, that it costs per year for some of those Chase Sapphire. But it's like the best credit card. Absolutely, hundred thousand percent recommended. Now, uh, another thing that I want to uh, talk about is uh, my how I go to the Maldives all the time. And yes, I, I have done free flights. You know, you know, using my Chase Sapphire card. You know, to, uh, on Emirates to get to the Maldives. But the more expensive part of going to the Maldives is the hotel. So, like for example, if I were to go um, on, you know, on you know, Hilton.com in order to stay at some of the hotels where I stay at, it's actually like $2,000 a night. So if you look here to stay in a hotel, uh, some of these Hilton hotels that I stay at in the Maldives, you'll, you'll see right here, those of you watching this uh, on the internet, uh, Waldorf Astoria, $2,120 a night. But what I'll do is I'll use my Hilton points that I get from my Hilton American Express card, and it's 120,000 points per night. So let me just illustrate like how game changing this is. First of all, when you sign up with Hilton, it's like a hundred, you get like a hundred thousand bonus points. And then like after you hit your certain amount of time with certain spend, you'll get even more points. And then they give you like free night certificates too. So first of all, I'll get a free night certificate. Now here's the, the, the tip here. If you ever get a free night voucher or what's called a certificate through Hilton, don't just use it at, you know, like Hilton Vegas or something. 
you it counts as a standard room anywhere. So I always pick the Maldives because th these are $2,000 or you know anywhere from $600 to $2,000 a night rooms. And then I get more bang for the buck for that certificate. But another pro tip regarding if you're paying cash or using points is uh, if you're a, like a Hilton member, you get the fifth night free. So if you book for four nights or book for five nights, actually, you're only paying four nights. So here's one of the things I did. Like I took my entire family to the Maldives once. And what I did was I booked for five nights, but I only paid for four nights and I'm only paying the points. So it's 120,000 points per night if, you, if I'm booking a standard room. And I actually did two rooms. I even got my, my kids separate rooms here. So I did two of those. So it costs like, you know, like 500,000 points you know, which takes, you know, it takes a little bit of time to, you know, like a few months to, to build up. But think about the value there. Two different rooms. Uh, I spent a total of maybe a million points. Two different rooms at $2,000 a night. That's like, what, $20,000 worth of hotel nights I got for completely free. And then if you're a Diamond member, which having that Hilton American Express helps you to get Diamond member status, you get tons of benefits. You get free upgrades. Um, you get, you know, free breakfast. You know, when you're at the Waldorf Astoria in, in the Maldives, the average meal is like 80 to hundred dollars a person. It's ridiculous. So we, there, there's like this buffet, all you can eat, which is probably the best buffet I've ever been to even better than the Vegas ones, uh, especially for breakfast. And so I'll just like load up on that for the, in the morning and it's free. Um, and then I, I'm good until dinner, but guys, I mean, $20,000, uh, I, I did. I was able to take my family and I got free flights for them and and free free hotel. It's really insane, guys. Uh, and again, I owe that one to the American Express Hilton. Uh, now, for, for these cards, like I'm going to see if I can get some links like these aren't even my cards. These, like I said, I'm using my dad's. So I think he if, if you use this link uh, that I'll put in the description on helium10.com forward slash podcast, you'll be able to get 100,000 points. I think my dad is going to get like 20,000 points. I'll, I'll see if he'll let me steal the points. But um, either way, you could just use the link that you see here or just sign up yourself. Um, and those are my two go-to cards that I use, especially for like my PPC. And I used to maintain a whole bunch of wholesale business in order to be able to to, you know, get, you know, spend about, you know, 20, 30, $40,000 a month using these cards. And then with that, I can get just so much, uh, so much points. All right, let's keep it going now. Um, next thing, uh, outside of credit cards, uh, is priority pass. And to me, this is a must, like there's these cards, like the United, like credit card where it's like, you get to go into the United clubs. I forgot what it's called, but I don't do that. It's, it's expensive and they're not in every, airport. But if you travel a lot and you're in airports, sometimes you have layovers or you want to go early. You got, you want to go to a lounge. You, you know, we're entrepreneurs. You, we got to be checking our seller central. We got to be checking our helium 10, right? You don't want to do that just in the benches. So you want to go into a nice place where you can get free food, free alcohol, etc. Well, uh, I go for the priority pass. Uh, I forgot how much is, this costs. I think it's, it's pretty much free for me because the Chase Sapphire card gives this to me for free, the Chase Sapphire Reserve. But regardless, if you have to pay like 100 or 125 bucks, this is like the most worth it thing that I've done. Over 1,300 airport lounges around the world it has. And uh, that's right, the, the standard one is actually a hundred dollars a year. And the, and then the standard plus is $250 a year. But I mean, I use this maybe 30 times a year. And, and sometimes it's like just a, a, a kind of laid back lounge where you get some like hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that. But sometimes they're, they're in sit down restaurants where you get like $40 free credit and you can buy anything on the menu. And sometimes they're really nice lounges where you, you've got showers that you could use and, 
and just, you know, hard liquor and, and full, you know, hot meals and made to order. I mean, it's crazy uh, the value you get because people would have to pay like $50 to get into these lounges without it. Or some of these lounges you can't even get, in, you can't even pay. You could only get in if you have like business class or something, but priority pass guys is an absolute must. Um, I mean, I've been in airports in, in Pakistan where I can get in. I've been in airports in Mexico. It's really all over the world. Uh, like I said, over 1,300 lounges at all the airports. So there's very few airports that doesn't have a priority pass. It, funny enough, one of the ones that doesn't is my local airport, San Diego. Like, come on, San Diego. Like, why? How do you not have a priority pass lounge? But anyways, guys, priority pass is uh, another one of the tips. Another tip is trying to get status guys on your airline that you use the most. So for example, me, um, the one that I got turned on to, like I've been a SkyPass member for years, that's Korean Air, but you know, obviously Korean Air doesn't fly domestically. I mainly use that when I used to travel back and forth from Japan like all the time with my family. But uh, I got turned on to United by Rich Goldstein, who's been on this podcast, you know, a lot of times. And he's like, try and get Premier 1K status. All right, so Premier 1K status is like, one of the highest levels that you can get with United. Like there's one more that's high. It's so high. Like they don't even put the requirements of what it's need uh, uh, of what's needed, but you can get tons of benefits. The, the number one benefit probably is what's called plus points. When you get premier one K you get 280 plus points for the year. Now what you use, you do is you use these to upgrade economy flight. So it costs like 20 points to upgrade an economy, like domestic flight, from like, you know, like, let's say I'm going to travel from San Diego to New York City. Well, I'll buy an economy ticket and then I can almost immediately upgrade by using 20 plus points. Or sometimes you have to get on the waiting list. If I fly economy from L.A. to like direct flight to to the U.K. to London, right, it only costs 40 points to upgrade. Now, this is a pretty much incredible deal because sometimes the uh, the uh, price for the um, for this flight is like, let's say $2,000 one way business class, right? Um, and maybe, you know, $700 one way economy. Well, I just have to use 40 points. Remember I got 280 a year. I can use 40 points and then I can upgrade. And this isn't just for me. Like I can just upgrade anybody's flights. Like they don't even have to be on the same flight. Like, let's say, you know, my, my friend is going to, um, you know, travel, let's say, you know, Chevali or something is going to travel from North Carolina all the way to, to, um, I don't know, uh, London, she went to last year. Well, if she gives me her flight confirmation number, I just put that in and I'll put in 40 points and then she's upgraded to, to business class, you know, potentially for that. So super cool uh, to have this kind of status. You get the first boarding and guys, the, I, I can't stress how important it is to try and be the first to board, even if you have to like upgrade seats or things like that. Nowadays, they, they, they really restrict like overhead bin space and everybody's using carry-ons. So if you're not one of the first to board, sometimes you might not even get an overhead space and they'll force you to, to like check in your bag, which is a, a big hassle. So when you're Premier 1K, you get to board before almost anybody, like sometimes you get to even board before first class if you're a premier 1K, but you, you might not be able to travel enough to, 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 to maintain that kind of status, but just try and use one of those uh, travel matching things, sometimes like the founder's card where you can just get in or one of the credit cards where it's easier to maintain your status. But once you get that, just hold on to that status because that like, not only do I get benefits on United, but for example, let's say I'm going to take a Singapore airline flight to, to Tokyo or something, right? It's not, it's not even on United, but since, uh, Singapore and United are on the same team, uh, what is it called? 
I forgot what it's called, but whatever team that they're on, now I get to board first because I'm like a premier, you know, a member of one airline. So all the team airlines, I get a lot of the uh, benefits as well. So try and get, uh, especially if you do, if you like United, try and get that premier uh, 1K status and uh, you'll be able to like really reap the benefits there. Another thing, like I said, I was, uh, or I still am a, a Sky Team member, um, or uh, it's part of uh, Sky Pass, which is for Korean Air. And I've probably got like 800,000 points on there. They have something unique called the Round the World Award. So it's basically allows you to take like a round the world trip. And for example, in economy, it's only 140,000 miles. And there's a lot of rules on how this works. But like, for example, you could go, you can start in like Korea and then go to LA, New York, Paris, Hong Kong, and then back to Korea. And that's like one round the world. You got to continually go in one direction and then 220,000 only miles for business class. So like right now I have enough to like pay for my whole entire family to take around the world trip in business class. And so this is a lot better bang for your buck as opposed to even if you have a lot of points of paying for them one by one. Cause if you're get a business class trip on Korean air, it's probably like 120,000 points by itself. So for only 220, I can go around the world. And so it's a great way to save up and then take like a, a cool, like family a family trip or, or your own trip. Um, you know, just, it can be like a month or two months. As long as you're traveling in the same direction, it count, it counts. And then you don't have to, it doesn't have to be only Korean air. It's any of the sky team Alliance, uh, airlines, uh, you would be able to get flights. Now it's very limited to, to get this. And I still haven't done this yet. So I'm, I'm hoping to do it, you know, maybe next year, but sky team around the world, that's the reason maybe to go there instead of like, uh, the United, uh, one that I talked about earlier. Uh, another tip, um, you know, people ask about, Hey, should I exchange money in my home airport or in the airport that I'm going to when I'm on vacation? Neither. Uh, as far as I know, the best way still to do it is use an ATM card. All right. Pull money out from the ATM. Um, and that you're going to get a better rate than if you were to use one of those counters where you're trying to exchange money. Now, if you're trying to go backwards, you know, well, you're kind of screwed. Like, 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 let's say you, you pulled out a whole bunch of, you know, five, you know, 500,000 yen, and then you spend like 400,000, you got 100,000 yen left, it's like a thousand bucks. You know, you can't like stick that back into an ATM machine and, and deposit it like right there in the airport. So you kind of have to use a currency, uh, you know, uh, conversion place. But um, if you're just pulling cash out and you, and you can do it well, use, uh, use an ATM. And one thing that I do is I have, um, you know, a lot of you guys are big ballers out there for, for e-commerce. You make a lot of money, you have a lot of money in your bank account, you would uh, qualify for something called Chase Private Client. So I've got a Chase private client account. I don't even know how I qualify for this. You know, I think, I think again, I was probably like, you know, a sub user in my dad's account or something. But if you have Chase private client, you don't pay any ATM machines, any ATM uh, fees, whether it's in network, out of network, whether I'm overseas, you know, like use an ATM machine in Vegas, right? You get like an $8 charge, right? You, you use it in um, you know, in Dubai, you're going to get like a $5 charge plus a foreign transaction fee. Well, you'll still be charged all of that. But with my Chase client account, my ATM card, it reimburses 100% of that. 100%. So it's as if I was using a Chase ATM in a Chase bank, like right here in San Diego, right? So if you have Chase private client, use your ATM card anywhere. Even if you don't have Chase private client, it's still better to take out money with the ATM card instead of trying to like transfer cash and get that, uh, get that converted. Another travel tip. Um, 
let's say you want to do business class. Now, now, this is one of those few things in my life that I'm super bougie on, and it's only been the last few years. But but I, I, I'm very frugal. I try and save money no matter what. But one of the few things is like I almost have to like these days travel business class. And I hate sounding bougie like that, but it, there's a couple reasons. There's number one, I'm super tall and it's really hard. Like airplanes are so cramped these days. Like, uh, you know, I need leg room. Right. Um, and then just like, I, I get claustrophobic these days. Like, I, like, especially since uh, my heart attack, like I, I heard that's a side effect, but like I get really claustrophobic for whatever reason. But even before, you know, my heart attack, I, I, I was getting kind of like cramped on airplanes, but that's the one thing like I, I have to travel business class as, as much as I can. Now, that being said, Helium 10, I'm not going to ask Helium 10 to pay business class. That, that's ridiculous. And of course, Helium 10 is not going to pay business class for me to travel around. So I got to pay it on my own. So if I'm buying my own flight, well, that's easy. You know, I could just use my points, right? But like, let's say I don't have enough points necessarily to, to, to upgrade. Well, what I do is I'll buy an economy flight first. So like, for example, let's say I'm going from here to Dubai, on my way to the Maldives, right? That's like a thousand dollar flight in economy on Emirates Airlines. If I were to buy it on business class, it's four thousand dollars. Don't do that. Don't don't do not do that. So what I do, and sometimes this is taking a chance, but I'll and it doesn't work on all airlines. But I'll I've done this like four out of the five times I've flown Emirates. I'll buy the economy flight, and then I wait to see if there's an upgrade available with my points. And sometimes it's only seventy seven thousand points to upgrade, or um, if they give me offers, like if, 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 if there's a lot of seats available, they'll sometimes email me an offer like, Hey, would you like to upgrade for, you know, a thousand dollars? Or would you like to upgrade for this many points? Or what I've also done, I've done this for Turkish airlines. I've done this for Singapore airlines. I've done this for Emirates is I'll buy the economy and cross my fingers. And then when I get to the airport, I'll get there super early. And then I'll be like, do you have any upgrades available? Um, you know, to business class, how much would it be? And like the most I've ever paid is like, $1,100 for that. Now, if I paid economy class for free, let's just say it for example, right? Uh, because I use my Chase card. So it's a $1,000 flight and I get it for free basically because I'm using Chase cards. Basically, I'm only paying $1,100 for that business class because I'm just paying for the upgrade because they want to fill the seats. And so they're like, yeah, we'll do it for like $1,000 or $1,100. So for a, a ticket that would have cost me $4,000 if I just bought it initially business class, I'm only paying $1,000. And even if you consider the points cost something, it's still basically only $2,000. So that's like a really, uh, a really good way um, for that. Now, um, domestically, I really don't care about business class too much um, because it's not that great. The only time I like business class is like international because I like to like lie down and, and stuff like that and have the bed and everything. But domestically, here's here's a tip is sometimes business class is not even the best legroom. All right, you guys remember how I used to, on my Instagram, used to do this, this hashtag legroom check always. Well, I'm like an expert on where is the best, you know, like rows in order to get business class. And the way to do that is by, I use this website called Seat Guru, all right? So Seat Guru, S-E-A-T-G-U-R-U.com. And then what it does is it, you put in the, the, the flight and then you pick which airplane you're using. And then it knows, it gives reviews on every single seat in the plane. So for example, let, like here's a United, I'm looking uh, on seedguru.com right now at a United flight, a domestic one. And then you could see these pictures right here. Uh, and, and it, it's showing green for a seven. Now, if I were to go on United, and I had to pay cash for a business class. 
it's probably like 1500 bucks or something like that, or a thousand dollars, but this economy is like maybe $200, right? But a lot of times this economy is better, um, is better, uh, legroom. Like here's a picture. And so what you do is you go on Seek Guru and look at the pictures where this is like way more space than even the business class, because it is the front row of economy. So look at the pictures and then also look at the actual seat. So if I like here, I can see seven a is green. So let me search on this page for the reviews for seven a. And then here, you know, it says, Hey, this is great bulkhead seats. However, the divider curtain was bothersome. Like you can get like detailed information on what's going on for, for each airplane, like regardless of where uh, it is in the world. So for me, most of my domestic flights, I'll actually not go into business class unless it's a free upgrade or something, because I get more leg room using an exit row or using that first row, but you've got to know which ones it is. Cause sometimes that first row in domestic, it has like a is it called a bulkhead or something that you just go straight down where you can't even put your feet underneath? But sometimes there's way more room there than even business class. So, so just know, if you're a taller person like me, um, don't always just assume that you have to go business class when you're domestic. International, yeah, business class is almost always the way to go. But regardless, even if you're using business class on an international, use Seat Guru. And there's these little tricks where like they're not all business class even is created equal. So sometimes the bed is longer or sometimes you're next to a bathroom and it has bad smells. They'll like say these things. So that's a great website to use. Another tip, like let's say you live in Southern California or some border towns in like Texas and things like that. And you want to, you know, take a trip to Cancun or Mazatlan or these other kind of like resort destinations in Mexico. Don't fly from from like U.S. Fly um, from Tijuana or these other border towns. Like, for example, if I were to go right now and fly to Mexico City, um, I, I would just go over the border and I use something called Cross Border Express. Like you don't even have you don't even enter Mexico. You like you park your car on the U.S. side in San Diego. You go over this thing, a bridge It's called Cross Border Express, and you end up right inside the Tijuana airport. That flight to like Cancun, direct flight or Mexico City is like 60 bucks. 70 bucks, 80 bucks. If I were to take that same flight from San Diego or Los Angeles, it's like $250 each way. Um, so that's just like a cool way to, to kind of save money and, and also save time because it, like you literally just park your car on the US side and then you just hop right over the border and you're inside the airport. Cross Border Express is what it, uh, it's called. So check if your local countries have that. And then when you come back into the country, if you've got that global entry, instant, like you get back over through customs in like two minutes. So super, super cool. Another general tip is, if possible, because you're staying less than a week, try not to check in luggage. I mean, how many horror stories have you guys heard of people get their luggage delayed or their luggage lost? Don't even worry about that. Just just try and pack one backpack and then one carry-on that you can really fit a lot of things um, in and then try and be one of the first ones on the plane so you can always use that overhead bins, all right? Like I almost never have a check-in now and so it's super fast. I get to, I get to go later to the airport. You know, if you go early, to, if, if you check in, you gotta go one or two hours ahead of time uh, is the rule, right? Um, and then plus you gotta wait like forever to get your bags if they even put the bags on the right plane, right? Forget all that stuff. Try and pack everything you can into a carry-on, um, ro like a roller, small suitcase carry-on and a backpack. Like I've, I've sometimes stayed a week and a half and I'm totally fine with those two things. Um, so, uh, one of the things that helps, uh, as far as that goes is how you, how you pack your bags. All right. So one thing is roll your clothes, 
instead of fold them. All right. So I'm showing on YouTube right now some pictures of of rolling uh, of rolling your um, your you know in order to pack your bags here, but you. you you can actually save a lot of space if you roll it. So the way you do it is by like, let's say I'll take all my shirts, right? And then I'll, I'll lay it flat. All my shirts, just, you know, my shirt's flat on the bed. And then what I do is I fold it over once and then I roll it really tight. It actually helps from wrinkling and you could pack a lot more in your bag that way. So I put all my pants separate, my shirt separate, and I, I make it into these like cylindrical rolls. If you guys can picture that, if you're listening to this on the uh, podcast, um, and then I'm able to, always pack like a full week's or even more uh, worth of clothes into just my uh, carry-ons. Another thing that can help entrepreneurs, another tip is I use TripAdvisor when I'm in kind of like foreign foreign places, but even domestically. And so I'll go to TripAdvisor. Um, and this is why, you know, I, I suggest to people, you know, when you're going on business trips or recreation, doesn't matter, always try and get some kind of like sightseeing. It's super cool. You know, have a hobby. By the way, complete side note, this is another tip. Have a like a hobby to collect something at every airport you go to. All right. So for me, for always, it's been a couple things, a shot glass from the airport. And then one of those like refrigerator magnets is, is what I do in all the airports. And now my, my, my refrigerator is like full of these magnets. But anyways, when you're traveling another, you know, kind of tradition that I have is I want to like hit up some of the top tourist uh, attractions. So like, for example, a few weeks ago, um, I took my family to uh, Nassau in the Bahamas. We were on a cruise and then I go to TripAdvisor and then I, I type in things to do in Nassau. And then the, the, the important thing is to sort it by travel favorites or traveler ranking and then see what's near where I'm staying or where I'm going to go. So like in my last trip, I was only there for like 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 maybe six hours uh, from a cruise ship, right? So I was able to go to the Queen Staircase, which is the number four thing out of all things to do in the Bahamas. And then I I went to also the uh, Pirates of Nassau Museum, which is the number nine thing to do uh, in all of in all of Nassau. And it really makes sure that you're like hitting the top kind of like touristy places in order to you know to to get the most bang for your buck in the little time that you're staying there. Because if like you're, you're like going to an Amazon conference or something like that, you know you, you want to be able to to you know hit. At least one or two things. You don't have too much time. Well, this allows you to make sure like you're going to the, the top thing. So trip advisor. And also, you know, domestically, I, I recommend looking at Yelp, obviously for, for like restaurants, but Yelp doesn't have a lot of coverage overseas. So uh, TripAdvisor, for some reason, the uh, the restaurants, it, it shows a lot of restaurants on TripAdvisor. Now, another thing, uh, uh, speaking of restaurants, you know, if you're a domestic, one thing I do whenever I go to any city is I look at some of the Yelp's top 100. All right. I don't just look at Yelp, but I, I'll Google this. I don't use the Yelp app. It'll take me to the Yelp app, but I will Google Yelp top 100 2022. And sometimes I'll go back in previous years because it's always different restaurants that make the top 100. So like, for example, this year, Yelp's top 100 us restaurants, 2022, uh, the number one place is in Phoenix, Arizona. So like, if I'm going to Phoenix, I actually have the chance to go to the number one restaurant of Yelp in the entire country. Right. So I always look at the top 100 and then I, t I, I do a control F on this page. And then I see like, I'll do a control F and like, I'll see, Hey, are there any in San Diego? No, there's none in San Diego. I was in the billion dollar seller summit in Austin last week. The number five restaurant in all of America is in Austin. It's called the bird bird biscuit. All right. So I, if I would have done this when I was there, I, I didn't have time because there's so many events to do at billion dollar seller summit. I could have gone to the number five restaurant that was voted on by users of Yelp. So another cool like travel tip, see if there's any top 100 restaurants. If you're a foodie like me, this is a good tip as well. Uh, another tip, 
are you taking a red eye? Red eye means like, for example, I'm going to the West Coast, the East Coast. I take off at 10 p.m. and I arrive like at 6 a.m. So I, I take off in the night, arrive in the day. Try and time your sleep, right? So you're really sleepy. Like maybe even don't sleep to you know, sleep like a couple hours less than you would the night before um, so that you can try and make sure that you sleep on the plane. Super important, guys, because who wants to go on a trip and the first day you're just like recovering and jet lag and things like that. Now, if you're going to a place that um, that is in a different time zone, like Maldives is like 13 hours time difference, right? So it's kind of hard to like get ready. So I just want to make sure I sleep on the plane. Again, I'll, I'll, I won't sleep too much the night before. So I'll be really sleepy for that for that airplane ride. Or if there's a time zone difference, I'll try and like the couple days before I go there, I'll try and get a little bit my, my sleep um, on the schedule of the time zone that I'm going to in order to, to, to when I land, I feel refreshed already because I slept in the airplane and then I get sleepy the time that I'm supposed to be sleeping anyways, instead of like working through the night, because it takes about a couple days for my, um, a couple days for my, my body to recover. Uh, another, uh, travel tip, Google flights and kayak are probably what I use the most. Like, I know, I know there's better ones out there. Um, but, but I, I don't go wrong with flights.google.com. Now, one cool thing about flights.google.com is that it's got this kind of like thing where I could see Maybe I don't know exactly where I'm going to go, but like, for example, I wanted to go, I wanted to see, I'm going to Maldives again for episode 400, probably in a couple of months. And I want to know where are the top, like nonstop places I can uh, travel to and from, from the Maldives. So maybe I can go somewhere else on my trip. So what I'll do is I'll go here to flights.google.com. I'll I'll type in Maldives here or or Malay, the the airport, and I'm not going to put a destination. I'm just going to put uh, I'm leave that blank. And if you do that, here's this thing. A lot of, not a lot of people know about this. I hit search. It's going to show this map of the world and all the flights that, that are, are from Maldives. Right? So what I do is I go over here to the filters and I'm going to say flights only. I'm going to put stops nonstop only. All right. And I'm going to go ahead and put like, um, flexible dates and I'm going to do this in November. So I'm going to hit November. Now, all of a sudden, based on where this map is, I can see all of the different cities that have direct flights to and from the Maldives. I see London, I see Vienna, I see Rome, Istanbul, uh, Bangkok, Singapore, um, Mumbai. And now I know exactly um, where I can just have a nonstop flight to or from Maldives. So again, flights.google.com for that. Uh, Another travel tip is uh, bring a power converter when, when you're going overseas. You know, sometimes as Americans, we think everybody uses the same plugs as us. Nope, that's not that's not the way it works. Uh, buy one of those power converters, like 30 bucks, and then you don't have to worry about, you know, your, your plugs not going into the walls in different countries. Um, another one, um, if, if you're using those websites I mentioned, you know, flights.google.com or kayak or things like that, th- maybe this is urban legend, but it doesn't hurt to do it, is is doing an incognito mode because if you keep doing one flight, sometimes they'll raise the price on you. I've heard, I've never seen, I actually have seen that once where I did it and it was like $200 and I did it like an hour later and all of a sudden it was 225 when I was ready to purchase. So one way to keep it from them seeing your cookies and stuff, just do it in incognito mode. Um, another thing, uh, parking, like let's say you don't get a ride or you don't take an Uber. Maybe, um, it's, you're, you're going far away. Like sometimes I'll do my international flights from Los Angeles. That's like an hour and a half each way or two hours each way from my house. If I were to Uber, that's like 200 bucks or or 150 bucks at least. So 
I would usually drive to the airport. Now, if you notice here, I'm showing you guys the LAX airport, all right? Uh, every day parking is the, the minimum, if, if you're parking a little bit farther away uh, in one of the terminals, is $30 if I'm at the airport. The max, another one is uh, $50, max daily rate, $50 a day, right? That adds up. Like if I'm staying away for two weeks, I mean, we're talking hundreds of dollars in parking. So what I do, I go to uh, rock10.com. Uh, another a way to go there is ebates.com. And by the way, guys, this is just an amazing website. Ebates, you know, allows me to, to get, uh, you know, cash back on a lot of the transactions I do online, but I, I go to rocketend.com. I got my account and then I'll type in airport parking. And then usually I'll go to this website, um, that says shop without adding. And it's called airport, uh, parking reservations.com. And I'll get 10% back on whatever I pay. But even without that, the one that I use for LAX parking is called VIP parkings. And th th this is the same. I can, you can enter this for any airport in the United States. It's $9.95 a day, guys. And I get free shuttle and everything. $9.95 a day. Remember what LAX parking was at the airport? It's $30 a day. So I could stay away for two weeks. And, and we're talking like, you know, barely like uh, 120 bucks as opposed to $400 for uh, parking. So there's another tip for you guys is go to ebates.com, set up your account and then type in airport parking. And then once you shop on that website, you get super cheap rates, plus you get 10% cash back. So I would have gotten um, uh, $14 back on the $140 right there. Another tip is sometimes it, this is for just regular travel. Um, wait for good deals. So like there's tons of websites, even better ones that you have to pay for, but I just do the free websites. Like there's this one I go, um, that's called travel zoo and travel zoo. I sign up for the week's top 20 deals and there's always crazy de uh, deals here. Like here's the number one deal of the week is go to Milan, Italy. Uh, you get, you get a tour, you get the hotel and airfare from us. $699. All right. Uh, here's another one, Mexico and Caribbean cruises for $179, uh, Waikiki beach, $600. And that includes airfare and includes staying at a Hilton. Uh, one thing I did with my family, including my parents, this was like three years ago. I got for $399 a person because this is subsidized by the Chinese government, uh, round trip tickets to China plus six nights in hotels. And I found it on this Travel Zoo website, which is completely free. So travelzoo.com and sign up for their top 20 uh, weekly deals. Uh, you always find good stuff there. Uh, another just random thing, you know, especially if you check in late, see if they have, you know, if they'll give you a free upgrade. Now me, I have Hilton Diamond. So I automatically get free upgrades if they have it available, especially if I ask for it. But you never know. One time I checked in really late at a hotel in Vegas and they booked up like most of the rooms. So they actually upgraded me to, uh, a 1500 square foot suite in, in Vegas. And I was staying by myself, um, just because, you know, they, they were kind of full and, and I asked, so it can't hurt to ask. And, and the, the funny thing is I found this from, um, I took a CPR class recently and the guy gave this, I don't know why he's giving travel tips, but when you ask, I like, don't say, Hey, could I get upgraded? You know, cause it's easy to say no. You psychology on it and say, Hey, w would it be unreasonable for me to ask if you can upgrade me to a suite because I saw that you have, um, you know, some available. It's like, would it be unreasonable for me to ask? And it's like, well, no, it's not unreasonable. And so like, it's just like a little psychology play right there. So there's a little, little tip. I tried that the last trip I went to when I didn't have Hilton and sure enough, I, I got, um, I got upgraded. So it kind of works. Random thing. Um, you guys, if you guys don't want to bring like tooth, toothbrush and toothpaste when you travel, 
most Hiltons and most hotels, they all have it at the desk. They don't give it to you automatically and it's not in your room, but you just say, hey, can I have a toiletry set? You know, you have toothbrush and toothpaste and they'll give you toothbrush and toothpaste at the desk. You don't have to worry about it, packing it in your bag and then worrying if it explodes and get toothpaste all over your clothes and stuff. So this is another little random trip, uh, random trick. Uh, only a couple more here, guys. Um, I like bringing an HDMI connection with my laptop and then it allows me to, two things, either connect to the uh, flat screen monitor in my hotel room as my secondary monitor if I'm doing work, or if you want to stream like local stuff, like, you know, you, you downloaded some movies or you want to watch Prime Video or, you know, want to watch Netflix and things on the big screen, just connect it via HDMI. Uh, another thing you can do, or, or I also do, um, regardless if you're traveling and maybe you're not going to be in a hotel that has a, a big screen TV, I actually travel with a portable monitor. The one I have is called a Arzopa, A-R-Z-O-P-A. I got it from Amazon for like 160 bucks, where it's like the size of an iPad, completely folds up, really flat, really uh, small and lightweight. But it's like, it's, it's like, you're able to have a secondary monitor. You know, most of us who work on our Amazon businesses, we don't just work off a laptop. We probably have a couple monitors, right? So this allows you to have that feel. You know, you can have your Slack on one monitor and your, your regular stuff, but you're not bringing like humongous monitors with you. It's, it's just like carrying an iPad, an extra iPad with your uh, laptop. Um, another thing, uh, you know, maybe you want to record podcasts or you want to record videos on the road and you don't want to just use the, you know, like AirPods or have some bad quality. I use, uh, an actual condenser mic is the cheapest one I found. I got it on Amazon. It's called the Samsung, uh, go mic. All right. Samsung go mic is $29 on Amazon. Super, super tiny. And when I go to the Maldives, this is what I record it on. So, you know, it doesn't sound as good as the microphone that you're, you're listening to me on right now, but it's still a, a pretty good microphone. Samsung, uh, Samsung go mic. All right, guys, you know, I'm not a, a travel expert, you know, like there's websites out there, you know, like the travel guy or the points guy or something like that. It's called, and there's a lot more, uh, advanced people, but everything that I've done here, this is just regular stuff. Like I'm just a regular guy doing this stuff. I'm not like travel hacking for a living like some of these people do. And it has saved me thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars using these tips and tricks. So I hope you guys take advantage of some of these. Make, make Use some of them for upcoming sell and scale. You know, if you're traveling to Vegas, how many of these can you use uh, to come to sell and scale? So if you guys don't have your tickets yet, don't forget, go to h10.me forward slash S3. Use the coupon code S3BS100. And I want you to come up to me at the show and then let me know which of these travel hacks that you used or you're planning to use. Hope this uh, episode was able to help you and we'll see you in the next one.